I think that's a good joke because you are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to your eulogy. Today's interview is with a humble man. His words, not mine. What's his word? Because it's just one word. Humble because he is content with his blessings and does not need a podcast to reject his subconscious fears and need for attention upon the world. I'm referring to myself. Obviously, I'll get back to referring to my guest, which is the point of an introduction. Josiah Momoni is a nice man, and he's from Kenya, though I think he qualifies for the Bregadoche title, Bregadocio, I can't remember how it's pronounced, title of Global Citizen, for he's lived um, kind of all over. He is my friend and co-worker, uh, he is pure in heart and in mind, and I think you'll enjoy this episode um, because he's great. Here is the theme song. get it even closer just like that good because i want to make sure that you're loud enough i am shy oh now it sounds good why are you shy because this is my first time i'm doing this so i'm nervous at the same time well if you can say that you're shy and nervous that's a good start how good is that when you're nervous well if you can say it that means you have the courage to <laughs> To sh- show that you're vulnerable, that you're not afraid of people judging you. Are you okay. afraid of people judging you? If they judge me in a good way, um, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome to Your Eulogy, the podcast where I interview someone about their life so that we can ask them about their death. On today's interview, I have my uh, friend, uh, Josiah. Um, Josiah, would you like us to use your... We don't need to use your last name, right? Not necessarily, but if you want it, it sounds like more money, but you pronounce uh, more money. It, it is, for English speakers, it is an interesting last name. Correct. Because more money, more, more, more problems. Not necessarily. <laughs> Not necessarily, but more money means like you have a lot of money. But in this case, there's an exception with, my, with me. <laughs> You're the exception. Yes. Um. And so, uh, this podcast, we talk about life and death, but mostly we just talk about people's lives. Um, I wanted to have you on because you are, a, at least for me and um, perhaps the majority of my listeners, you are from, you're, you're an interesting person because you come from Africa. You come from Kenya, but you were born in Nigeria. Is that correct? That's not correct. I think I have to clarify that. I come from Kenya. That's where I was born. And I'm proud. I am a proud Kenyan. Okay, so who you... was assimilated in uh, in America? Okay, but wait. <laughs> before you told me you lived in Nigeria or you were born in Nigeria, you were just pulling my leg. That's correct. <laughs> okay, you also once told me you were from Jamaica. Was that a lie as well? <laughs> that was just a banter talk. <laughs> Okay, and once you told me you were from New Jersey and Buffalo, New York, and I've, 
I have lived in all those places, so I can call them my other homes. Okay. All of them as in also Jamaica? I haven't been to Jamaica yet, but I, I plan to. So I just fantasize that I'll one day make it my domicile. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, I start each episode with a joke. Um, here's my joke for you. Uh, most of the time, the jokes are about death, but for for you, I, I did I made up one especially for you. So I was talking to my African friend, and I said, "Hey, what's the capital of Africa?" And he said, "What are you talking about, you idiot? Africa is not a country." And I was like, "Yes, that's your problem." I think that's a good joke because you are an idiot. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's on a light note. That's that's true. <laughs> okay. Um, so moving on. Um, you are um, you work a lot, um, and you send a lot of that money back home uh, to develop property. Right now, you have what I call your castle, which is a two-story apartment slash uh, business complex. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. How how far along are you? Um, but before, when you told me, you kept running into roadblocks where things kept having to cost more money. Yeah, in Africa, there's a lot of corruption, and uh, whoever you hire to do work for you, they steal your stuff if you're not there. Even if you are there, they still go behind you and take your stuff. Say that a project that you estimated to cost $1 million, it will end up costing like $1.8 million. So it's very frustrating when you are far away and you are doing a project in Africa or rather in this case in Kenya uh, because uh, you'll spend much, much more than you anticipated. Yeah. Do you have a... Uh um, someone who who, who do you, do you, is it your brother who's running the show who's coordinating everything? That's right. All right. Um, it it is difficult being that far away. Um, what about just in terms of emotional stuff like family? Yeah, my family is way back in Africa. I only live here with my son and my wife and two kids are still in Africa. Hopefully, they will come to join me uh, next year. 2019 hopefully mm. you it seems like you don't like to talk about your personal life um which i can respect but i would like to know why do you like to not talk about your personal life um and like your because family i've not been asked if you ask me about my personal life i can tell you my personal life I've, i ask you about your personal Go ahead, life ask well all right to be fair you told me you were from nigeria and then you told me you were born in that Buffalo. I'll have to quote the president of the great country of America. That was banter talk. <laughs> I come from Kenya, born and raised, immigrated to America, and I've gone to different places. That's why I can call New York, New York, my homestead. New Jersey, where I stayed for another five years. I've stayed in Texas. I mean, that's Dallas. I've stayed in Minnesota like 10 years, so I've been all over the map. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I won't um, 
I'll, I'll stop yelling at you for. <laughs> so, for clarity's sake, I think I've. Uh, y- you are an honest man. I, I don't want to be sounding like you are deceiving me. But I am curious about your personal life, and I don't know that much, and I have spent a lot of time with you. Um, what was it like uh, growing up? Well, my like, dad my dad passed in 1968, so I was raised by when I was like five years. I'm 55 years now, and I have um, a wife and three kids, all grown up, gone to college, and they're working. So I grew up in a small country, I mean, city called Kisi. What was... What was like the main activity, like the thing you really got excited for when you were like around 10 years old? You know, just to be away away from the house so that I can play with other kids. We play soccer. Uh, we used to wrap some, some stuff like banana fibers so that you roll it like a ball and then you start kicking it because we, oh. could, not af- we could not afford a soccer ball. And when I went to high school, I played a little bit. But most importantly, uh, because I could not qualify to be in the school team, I was the chief cheerleader. Yeah. Um, When you got older, what what did you get really excited for? What was kind of your passion when you were, let's say, 20 years old? 20 years old, I was in in Africa, actually, when you finish your, um, they call it 12th grade, I went up to 14th grade. And I missed two points to join university, but I got a job, a good job at the bank, and um, and then I was promoted to be um, a manager in one of the departments mm. in that bank. And after which I got married, then we got kids. Then the year 2000, 2002, I came to America. Mm. Did yeah. Did you like that work at all? I loved it because I could um, afford to take care of my family, and uh, I love to drink. So, uh, not in a bad way, but at least one or two before I could go home. So, it was giving me an extra for a drink, and most of it was for my family. And then I started getting some stuff, you know, so I could be rich, but I didn't get rich. so was there ever anything really motivating you um throughout that time uh did you have a passion for your work did you just want i had a passion actually for my work yeah because when you when you get out of your house to go to work and then somebody you serve gets satisfied that uh the service was good it makes you feel that at least you have um done something good and that's what up to now whenever i do my work i feel when i see somebody smile i feel happy Mm. i feel that at least i've done my part and i go home happy well that's good because i was going to ask you what it's like compared to the work you do now um at the group home taking care of people now in america it's so different um my time in Africa or in Kenya, a man could not be able to do the work I'm doing right now. But America being America, 
you have to make ends meet. So work is work. By a man, did you mean that women usually do that kind of work? Or it's 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 not there per se, but uh, anything that entails cleaning of like children or um, mentally challenged um, siblings, that was um, work of your mom or your sisters or female relatives. Mm. Yeah, men could go out and um, and do gardening. Take care of cows, milking, you know, outside stuff. So that when like they go work, come back home with money and the money you give the wife or your mom to go buy stuff for the house like groceries. And ah. Yeah. What, what do you think? Um, do you have any feelings about that? Those differences? Do you feel that when you're back home um, or I should say... Back in Kenya, because you've been here. For, how long have you been here? 16 years. Yeah. Now. So, well, when you're back in, in Kenya, do you just feel that the rules of gender in Kenya are different and they make sense? And then when you're over here, the rules of gender in America are different and they make sense? I think I agree now with, you know, the rules that are in America vis-a-vis the ones in Kenya. Because... Um, they they are like the same now because uh, if you want to make ends meet, you have to go out work, and you cannot discriminate about work. If you have been privileged or fortunate enough to be normal, if I can put that in quotes, mm. if you help out people who are vulnerable, then that will give you satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And on top of that, you know, you get paid. And if you get paid, then what else do you want? <laughs> yeah, right on. Um, is there any... Well, well, what do you feel about culture? As a person who has experienced many different cultures and lived in many different cultures, um, what do you... Because I feel if you only have one culture that you're exposed to, you think that those rules are more real than they are. Actually, what, I, what surprised me most when I came to America was... Um, the dress code, especially the ladies. Uh, my time, because I'm an old man now, um, like my mom can never wear long pants at all. She will wear a dress. She has been in America. My sister told her, you need to wear warm clothing. It's winter time. She could not because she understands her, her position in society. She cannot wear... Pants, men, pants are for men. Mm. But I've grown now accommodating that my wife can wear pants, my children can wear pants, as long as they are comfortable. But again, another surprise was very, very many ladies smoke, smoke. which is which is really sad. But at least you do whatever you want to (laughs) do without somebody judging you. In Africa or in Kenya, is different. Ladies don't smoke. If they do, then they do it at night and maybe in bars, yeah. but not in the open. In um, when I lived in South Korea, they they were called secret smokers. Women would hide in, when, when they. W- they don't do it in the open. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I'm not talking like in general. This is like kind of a um, an older thing that's getting phased out. That's correct. But yeah, that's correct. Um, you're into politics. Um, what do you like about politics? Actually, I really admire the politics of uh, America because, to me, having been into these two worlds, I can say that politics in America is superior and more accountable than politics in my country. If I can be in a position of being a politician, I think I'll I'll try my best to em- emulate the politics of America for for the people that I'll represent for justice and you know freedom of press mm. and making sure that uh, you say the truth. If you want to help somebody, you help without strings attached. Is that something that you would like to do when you um, go back to your my, development? My, my my view on that is that uh, it's. Um, I'll give it a thought. I'll give it a thought once uh, once I get back home and I survey the um, the landscape on how things are, and I tell them my vision on how to help them where I can, and I will promise them only what I can be able to fulfill to them. If they'll agree with me, then they will give me their votes. Mm. Yeah. But I I might, you know, throw myself in and see what happens. <laughs> That'd be cool. What you said earlier about work and like serving people, um, I think that would transfer wonderfully to politics. Um, yeah, I'd like to give back to the community because I am the eldest in my family and um, I have seen people who have struggled even to have something to put on the table to eat. And now I've been blessed and fortunate enough to at least have something. I think it's good to share so that uh, I can be blessed more. Yeah. Yeah. What, how do you, um, do you think Americans like talk about their feelings too much? No, really, unless you're comfortable with whoever you want to talk to, maybe somebody can say about feelings. But Americans are never, not really, not never, I'm sorry. Um, Americans are very much into themselves if it, when it comes to, People who are not of uh, maybe from this country, like I have a neighbor who is white. Um, he normally he cannot say hello to me unless I say hi, and then that's it. Yeah. So it becomes a little bit hard. Other than my workmates, you know, we can joke around and maybe socialize do some small talk. Sometimes we do serious talk. But any other person, it will be very hard to interact. But now that I've known that, so I'm an easygoing person, so sometimes I can say hello even if it's somebody that I don't know, and they can answer back. Yeah. 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 What was the, what was one of the scariest things that's ever happened to you? 
I really can't tell. I don't know. I don't remember. You never had any like close encounter with death or no. um, a loss of a loved one? I've lost quite a um, few number of my relatives and friends. So it can be tough. It's rather tough. and um, But I don't want even to talk about it because it's, it's, it's painful. Yeah. Because you remember that this person you'll never see again. So that makes it even harder. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. Well, we we won't dwell on it. Um, but I do... Kind of one of the things I'm trying to do with all these interviews is figure out what it is about um, when you lose a loved one that hurts so much. Because, it's, because you'll, you'll never see this person again. You'll never be able to talk to this person. Yeah. Other than maybe if uh, it was on video, you'll just watch and listen to what you said, but no conversation that will be live. And that that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Has that happened when you're away? Um, so it feels like you've, you missed out. Yeah, yeah. But I could go, uh, while I was ago, I, while I've been away, when I go to Africa and I realize a relative or a friend passed on, I go visit them, uh, visit their graves because we bury our own at our homesteads. So I, either with my family, we go buy the, the bereaved family stuff like groceries, and then we pray uh, at, the, at the grave, and then uh, we talk, we get the history of what happened, and then uh, we pray, and then we go. Mm. Yeah. How do you picture the rest of your life, and what, what would you think would be a success? Like, what do you want to, how do you want it all to end up? I want my life to be that uh, if I die or when I die to be remembered that was another another old man because now I'm an old man who lived his life uh, straight and uh, did good to people Uh, hopefully that um, children will be born after I die will be called my name so that it will be sustained. Because mm. that's, that's the tradition. That sounds, that sounds pretty beautiful. Sometimes I feel like we're taught that, especially um, people from my class and race, you know, being like white with money, we're kind of taught that um, you should be like a super success and like invent a new internet and like be a professional football player and a philanthropist. Ha- have you ever w- had any desire to become like a worldwide hero like that or a professional? No, really, no, Just really. Just like once you got cut no, from really. the I am a team. very, I am a very humble person, and uh, I hope you know riches. Um, it will all depend on how you define riches. Riches is 
can be you can you may have very little stuff but you are ready to give somebody who doesn't have or you share that in itself is riches because you don't want to have everything and you don't want to share and then you say oh i'm rich that's to me that's no riches yeah Rich, riches is when you you share how come you think we feel that way because i agree but why do you think people have this um desire to be unselfish when you have a when you have a human heart it's just part of being human yes it doesn't matter now the color of who you are but you are ready to assist somebody who is down so you you help out and that actually brings satisfaction and as a christian again the more you give the more you are blessed have you ever had any crazy um crazy thing happen to you in life any like big story that i i should know no only i mean there are several things like i can count maybe like three the first one was when i got circumcised it was it was hell but uh it was a big thing the second one was wait wait uh, and when did that happen was this an, an adult circumcision yeah i was 11 years and the second one was okay after school i got employed at my first salary it was so much because i was a student the previous year the following year i was earning that was that was big, big and maybe the last one big in a good way or did you go good crazy way. and spend too much money no 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 in a good way because not so many people get employed the last one was when i bought a plane my first time oh that was that. big and then uh, now when i normally go to africa with every year it's like i'm revered in the sense that i just take a plane like um i'm riding a bus from nairobi to my small city in kisi so it's it's good to have a feeling of wow that's that's cool yeah makes me grow younger instead of growing older hmm. yeah You've kind of answered this question already where it's like how do you want to be remembered um and you want to just be remembered as another old man who who did well who, who did, did well. good to his community yeah and try to help those in need and but earlier when i was explaining this interview and the eulogy part of it you said no 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 way i i don't want to do that i still have time to live <laughs> Were you joking or do you, are you actually kind of nervous maybe, about that? Maybe maybe I didn't understand what you meant or the way you were phrasing your statement. But I'm saying if I die or when I die I want my tombstone to to be written a person I mean Josiah Mamani did good while he was alive. Rest in peace. Josiah Momanyi did good while he was alive. Rest in peace.
did good while he was alive. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you to Josiah. Uh, that was wonderful talking with you. This episode was produced, edited, and the music was done by me, Matthew Schneeman. If you have any questions, um, my email is youreulogymail at gmail.com. Um, please leave ratings and reviews on whatever you listen to podcasts on. Um, and that is that. Thank you. Jamon Jamon Mamana Serum Jamama Serum Jamon 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 Shamao,